After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
sing one more little bit sad song, a little bit happy both. The Kovitz is Shabbos. Give me how many, friends, give me how many, hold on to the last note. Can you imagine? Can you visualize? Can you think about? About 2,400 years ago, Somewhere on a street corner In the holy city, Yerushalayim And maybe, maybe, maybe It was on Matsohe Shabbos Yeshayon 
know, sweetest friends, let me tell you, according to our tradition, everybody knows that they have Torah, the portion of the prophet we read, after a certain portion of the Torah. That means that the prophet prophesied this on that Motsoi Shabbos, of the portion of that we hear. We start getting involved in the depths of it right now. So Shabbos was Hanan, 2,400 to 500 years ago, Yushaya Novi, listen to the Pasha was Hanan, and he came down to the streets, and he prophesied and he said, Nachamu, Nachamu, Friends, 
says, Nachemu, Nachemu, Ami. Console my people. Don't ever stop consoling them. And then it says, Dabru Alev Yerushalayim. Speak into the heart of Yerushalayim, and call unto her. You know, sweetest friends, sometimes a person is so desperate for consolation. Sometimes a person is so desperate for one good word that when you want to give it to them, they run away. Can you imagine Mashiach would walk in right now? Most of us would just run through the window. Couldn't believe it. I want it so much, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So he says, Dabu, When she runs away, don't stop. Run after her. Keep on crying loud. It's true, it's true. Yeah, I know it's so true. Sometimes you want to talk to your children, they're crying. They run away. Because they're waiting for Mashiach so desperately. Give me how many one more time. Oh yes, the Jewish nation needs a uh, needs some comfort these days. Just when we thought that the ceasefire would be one that would last for a while, uh, we see what the enemy has done. Details on that coming up. Shlomo Kalbach's Nachamu. You heard Ezek Hef done by Adi Ran. Safam with Nachamu. Asher Bara from Pirchei Efrat. Lizara Cha done by Dedi. Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Wednesday on this August 20th, day 24 in the month of Menachem Av. The year is 5774, Tough Shanai and 70 degrees, 84% humidity. Winds are calm, mostly sunny today with a high temperature of 81. Then tonight, partly cloudy, low 67. Tomorrow morning clouds, afternoon sun, a high temperature Thursday of 80 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 90, Tel Aviv at 86, Haifa at 84, and a lot at 100. Wow. We're at 70 here on a Wednesday at JM in the AM as we start off another uh, amazing radio broadcast. So the um, 
the latest from Israel is really as, as simple as that. Places like Ashkelon and Ashdod and communities near the Gaza border have absorbed the worst barrage of rockets since before dawn today. It's now about 1.30 in Israel. So uh, early this morning, uh, those cities were hit pretty hard. Yesterday, if you were following the hundreds of rockets that were falling in Israel, uh, places like Beersheba, central part of Israel, even to an extent, the Yerushalayim Tel Aviv area was being hit. A rocket struck a home in the Ashkelon Coast Regional Council Wednesday afternoon, causing some damage but no injuries. The family was not home at the time. Since the collapse of the ceasefire, uh, the enemy in Gaza has launched dozens of rockets and mortars at Israel, pounding the western Negev, Ashkelon, Ashdod, and the smaller communities within just a few kilometers of the Gaza border have absorbed the worst barrages since before dawn on Wednesday. The IDF on Wednesday struck two terror operatives in Gaza who were responsible for earlier rocket fire on Ashkelon and Gaza frontier communities. The forces identified a successful hit on their targets. Terror groups in Gaza have fired over 30 rockets since midnight, and the Air Force struck more than 50 targets. Iron Dome intercepted several projectiles over southern cities and towns, including Ashdod and Kiryat Gat. Approximately 100 rockets have been fired in total since Hamas broke the ceasefire Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Gaza medical officials report that 16 people have been killed in Gaza since the renewal of hostilities. Hours after rockets shattered the ceasefire and hit Gaza frontier communities, three loud explosions were heard over Tel Aviv shortly before 11 p.m. for the first time in over a week. In total, the IDF said that 50 rockets were fired at Israel since 4 p.m. Tuesday until around midnight. Six rockets were intercepted by Iron Dome. Hamas was quoted by Israeli media as saying that the IAF attempted to assassinate its top militant leader, Mohammed Deif, in a Gaza City strike before the late night rocket barrage on Tuesday, on Israel on Tuesday. It was not clear whether he who has survived previous Israeli attacks had survived the strike that killed a woman and two year old girl who media reports said may have been his wife and daughter. He has topped Israel's wanted list for years as mastermind of deadly suicide bombings more than a decade ago. He's currently believed to be a behind the scenes leader of Hamas and their campaign against Israel. Palestinian health officials said the strike in a house in Gaza City killed three people, but did not provide details about the third victim. Spokesman for Prime Minister Netanyahu on Wednesday rejected Palestinian charges that Israel was to blame for a breakdown in ceasefire talks in Cairo, saying rocket fire from Gaza made continuation of talks impossible. Spokesman Mark Regev responded to Palestinian negotiator Azama Mahmoud's charge that Israel had thwarted the talks that broke down on Tuesday after Israel recalled it's negotiators from Egypt accusing Hamas of violating a truce. The Cairo process was built on a total and complete cessation of all hostilities, and so when rockets were fired from Gaza, not only was it a clear violation of the ceasefire, but it also destroyed the premise upon which the talks were based. Hamas claimed responsibility for the rocket attacks. It also said it launched a J-80 rocket at Ben Gurion Airport, though there were no reported strikes near the airport. Rocket alert sirens were heard in Jerusalem, Beit Shemesh, Be'er Sheva, Ashdod, Ashkelon, and in other communities, the IDF confirmed that a rocket fell in an open area of Jerusalem. So things have uh, officially heated up again. Approximately 100 rockets since the uh, cessation of the ceasefire. The Cairo talks, it seems, are suspended. And now let's see what happens. Israeli Air Force uh, continues to respond. And now this could get very interesting in light of the 
activity that's been going on for a good part of the summer in the Holy Land. Uh, let's make sure we use this opportunity to uh, continue our messages and acts of solidarity on behalf of our brethren in Israel. If you have a trip planned, we encourage you to go. And if you don't have a trip planned, we encourage you to plan a trip. Get to Israel as soon as possible. And to show solidarity and spend as much money as possible to help out a tourism economy that has suffered immeasurably over the last few weeks. Something that they weren't expecting, I could tell you that much. Wednesday morning with 70 degrees, mostly sunny and a high temperature of 81. It's 22 minutes before 7 o'clock on this Wednesday. Plenty more coming up if you keep it at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. I was very, very pleased to receive an invitation to participate tonight. It's a momentous occasion when two legends of Jewish music grace the stage together. And I made sure to, uh, to say that if I did come, that I'd get a chance to sing with them. So, ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming, welcoming Mordechai Ben David and Avram Fried back to the stage. The Pasuk in Mishle says, Kaved es Hashem mehoincha. Honor Hashem with your wealth, with your money. But Chazal understand these words of Shlaima HaMelech to mean much more than giving tzedakah. They darshin mehoincha to mean me'asher chonancha Hashem. Whatever talents Hashem has bestowed upon you, use those talents to honor Him. These two performers are living examples of this Chazal. They've been blessed with wonderful voices, of course, but it's what they've chosen to do for HaKadosh Baruch Hu with that gift that sets them apart. Musically, their careers have covered an astonishing range of styles. Contemporary Hasidic, Sephardic, English, Yiddish, and Ivrit, and of course, traditional Hasidic. They have been the instrument through which we have learned some of the most beautiful Hasidic nigunim of, of great Rebbes. Here is one unforgettable example. Amen. Hey. 
possess a great feel for which material to showcase on their albums. Who can forget this rousing niggin of Rebarov Chait that helped to make Avram Fried a household name? Hydois was given to me, introduced to me by our good friend Shia Mendelowitz. Thank you, Shia. But it has never been just about music. Through it all, the common denominator was to endeavor to bring Yidin closer to Hashem, strengthening their amuna and the ultimate Geula, or simply to be Misameach, those who needed to be uplifted. I remember back in the 70s attending a Kiruv seminar in California with teenagers who knew little of Yiddishkeit. Yet at a kumzitz on Matzah Shabbos, yet at a kumzitz on Matzah Shabbos, they were all singing together with great intensity this MBD classic. Mordechai's efforts at reaching out have continued throughout his career, 
with songs like Just One Shabbos and In Ivrit of Charlotte Takain, just to mention a few. And of course, how many of his nigunim have reached in within our community and our ranks to uplift and remind us all that we are Maminim B'nai Maminim. By the way, I must say, Abi, you know, you have a pretty good record yourself. <laughs> You've written dozens and dozens and dozens of songs. Just a little example. This was the point. <laughs> Reviving and repopularizing the brilliant music of Chabad Hasidus and the inspiring lyrics of Rabbi Yom Tov Erlach are just some of the projects Avramel has taken upon himself over the years. And these projects were never about CD sales. They were, have been labors of love to bring chizuk and inspiration to Klal Yisrael, to infuse us all with Absolutely. the strength, the kayach, to be better yet. Oy vezachar to es Hashem Es Hashem Melechecho Ki yiyu anuisein lecho Koyach lasoicho yeh Koyach, koyach, koyach Koyach And they, they have both been such wonderful proponents of the obligation upon us all to be Metzapeli Yeshua, reminding us that someday we will all be together and that Yerushalayim is Oirei Shel Oilam. Through their songs, we conjure up for ourselves that there is no place in the world as beautiful as Yerushalayim Er HaKredesh. Avi, if I may, speaking about Yerushalayim, friends, Avi has some great songs about Yerushalayim. Some amazing songs about Yerushalayim. One of my favorites, one of my favorites is... Let's 
got to sing this one song because I prepared it. <laughs> and it has a few, it's, it's a Yussie Green song, and it has some chords that I don't usually play. Oh. So I really rehearsed it. So we we, we can call Yossi, find out. And it's a wonderful nigga. Glorious gift from 
the AM, Michal Przanski. That's called "Pray." That's a uh, that's quite a tune off of his Cruise Control CD here at JM in the AM. Before that, A.B. Rottenberg and that big tribute that did not come from this past Hass concert. It came from January of 2013, from a time for music 26, something he did with Mordechai Ben David and uh, Avram Fried in that amazing segment. Shlomo Kalbach before that with Nachamu here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning, rockets continue to fly in the Holy Land as whatever ceasefire there was seems to have ended. News from Israel coming up next in Hebrew. And as we mentioned earlier, places like uh, Ashkelon and Ashdod, uh, Gazir fr- Gaza frontier towns as they're known, uh, meaning those smaller than Ashkelon and Ashdod near Gaza, and Beersheba, and uh, many other locations in Israel um, under rocket attack. About a 100 rockets since yesterday, that's the estimate. At this point, America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. 70 degrees, mostly sunny and a high temperature of 81. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low 67. Tomorrow morning, clouds, afternoon sun, high temperature of 80. Yerushalayim right now at 90, Tel Aviv 86, Haifa at 84, and a lot at 100. We're at 70 degrees here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. We're here until 9 o'clock this morning. Check out the NSN app. Don't forget you can comment on everything going on. If you just hit the comment section at the very bottom of the home screen of the NSN app, check it out and enjoy. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday's next at JM in the AM. בחמאס אומרים כי מוחמד דף לא נפגע בניסיון החיסול אמש, כתבנו ג'קי חוגי. ציוץ קטן בטוויטר בלבד, מוחמד דף חי. זה מה שיצא בשעות האחרונות מכיוון חמאס בנוגע לגורל מפקדה של הזרוע הצבאית. בנו התינוק של דף ואימו בת ה-28 נהרגו בתקיפת צהל, והם מובאים לקבורה בשעות אלה. עד כה נהרגו 17 פלסטינים בתקיפות שהתחדשו בעקבות קריסת ההפוגה. נמשכים מתחי הרקטות לעבר הדרום. בשעה האחרונה היו שיגורים לכיוון קריית מלאכי, אזור אשדוד ועוטף עזה. אין נפגעים. כתבתנו הדס שטייף. בדקות האחרונות מתח ירי רקטות על מרחבי אשדוד, קריית מלאכי, באר טוביה, אשקלון ועוטף עזה. במרחב אשקלון שתי נפילות. רקטה אחת נפלה סמוך לבית כנסת וגרמה נזק קל, אחרת על כביש. בקריית מלאכי ואשדוד יורטו שתי רקטות, שלוש נפלו בשטחים פתוחים. עד כה ללא נפגעים, כוחות המשטרה תרים, אחר עקבות הנפילות בשטחים הפתוחים. לפני זמן קצר נשמעה אזעקה גם בשדרות וסביבתה. מאז שעות הבוקר נורו עשרות רקטות לשטח ישראל, ובעקבות התגברות הירי הורה מפכ"ל המשטרה דנינו להגביר שוב את הכוננות בכל הארץ לרמה ג' עם דגש על אזור הדרום. בצהריים פגעה רקטה ישירות בבית בחוף אשקלון, בני המשפחה לא היו בבית ואיש לא נפגע. כתבתנו עפרי אשל שוחחה עם שכנים סמוך לזירת הנפילה. מהבוקר יש פה טירוף של צבע אדום. כל כמה דקות רצים לממ"ד. כל כמה דקות. הילדים ניסו לנהל שגרה אחרי שהם כל כך הרבה זמן לא במושב, ניסו ללכת לגנים כדי שיהיה להם קל אחד עם השני. 
הקבינט המדיני-ביטחוני יתכנס בשעה הקרובה לדיון בהמשך הלחימה בעזה. כתבתנו המדינית אילאיל שחר. עוד לפני הדיון כבר הודיעו בומבית מרבית השרים את עמדתם. השר ליברמן כתב בדף הפייסבוק שלו, גם אם זהבה גלאון הייתה ראשת הממשלה, היא הייתה מורה על מהלך צבאי נרחב להפלת שלטון חמאס. שרת המשפטים ציפי לבני אמרה שצריך לפגוע בחמאס בעוצמה, וציינה שזו הייתה טעות לקיים עם ארגון טרור משא ומתן מלכתחילה. צרפת קוראת לישראל ולפלסטינים לחדש את השיחות להפסקת אש. כתבנו עומר קדרון. נשיא צרפת פרנסואה הולנד התראיין לעיתון הצרפתי למון וקרא לשני הצדדים לשוב למשא ומתן. אנו בנקודה מכרעת להמשך השיחות וצרפת תומכת ביוזמת הפסקת האש המצרית, אמר הנשיא הצרפתי בריאיון והוסיף, צריך לפרז את עזה ובתוך כך גם להסיר את המצור מעליה. הולנד גם ציין כי לדעתו אין פתרון אחר לסכסוך מלבד שתי מדינות לשני עמים. חברי סיעת בל"ד מסבירים מדוע לא דיווחו לוועדת האתיקה על הנסיעה לקטאר. כתבנו יותם ברגר. במכתבים ששלחו שלושת חברי סיעת בל"ד, ג'מאל זחאלקה, באסל גטאס וחנין זועבי לוועדת האתיקה, ניתן כי לא דיווחו על הנסיעה מראש מסיבות טכניות. נבצר מאיתנו לדווח לוועדת האתיקה בטרם הנסיעה, מאחר ועד הרגע האחרון לא היה ברור אם הנסיעה אכן מתקיימת, היות והדבר תלוי בניפוק אישור כניסה, הליך שהתעכב עד הרגע האחרון לשון המכתב. עוד דווח כי המרכז הערבי למחקרים וחקר המדיניות, המזוהה עם חבר הכנסת לשעבר והחשוד בריגול עזמי בשארה, הוא שאימן את כרטיסי הטיסה והוצאות הלינה של חברי הכנסת. חבר הכנסת בנימין פואד בן אליעזר נחקר כעת שוב במשרדי להב 433. בן אליעזר חשוד בקבלת כספים שלא כדין בכמה מקרים. התחזית מחר ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
It's a Nimesh Kachech done by Avi Peretz and Shlomi Daskal together in an Aaron Teitelbaum production that uh, took place, I think it was in July. I think it was early July at one of those uh, beautiful chuppas. Wednesday morning, JM in the AM at 13 minutes after 7 o'clock, except Saturday opened up the music for this hour with Show Me the Way off the CD entitled To New Beginnings. Here at JM in the AM seems to be a new beginning to the... uh, to the war on Israel and its citizens, especially in the south. A uh, rocket struck a home in the Ashkelon Coast Regional Council Wednesday afternoon, causing some damage but no injuries. Family was not home at the time, thank God. The estimate is about a 100 rockets since the ceasefire ended about a day ago, right, just hours before the uh, the ceasefire deadline on Tuesday night. The um, the rockets began. There was a uh, report that one of the most sought after, one of the most wanted terrorist leaders, whose name is um, whose name is Mohammed Def. Hamas was quoted by Israeli media as saying that the IAF attempted to assassinate Mohammed Def in Gaza City before the late-night rocket barrage on Israel on Tuesday. It was not clear whether Def would survive previous attacks that survived the strike that killed a woman and two-year-old girl who media reports say may have been his wife and daughter. According to what we heard at the top of the hour from Gali Tzal from Israel Army Radio News, it does seem like there is complete denial and that the, uh, and that, that this, um, this terrorist among the most wanted in Israel is, in fact, still around. At least that's what the the other side is saying at this point. So hundreds of rockets continue. Uh, uh, rocket alert sirens have been heard in Yerushalayim, Beit Shemesh, Be'er Sheva, Ashdod, Ashkelon, and other communities. And uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, Israel is responding right now through the air. We'll see if it becomes uh, even more serious in terms of Israel's response. JM in the AM, plenty more coming up. Keep it at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmintheam.org.
The amazing Yehuda Green, Mim Komcha, of course. Ari Boyanju before that with Alna Aros Bavel. Wednesday morning at 28 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning, all. A um, B2B expo and conference is going to be taking place, the 13th Jewish B2B business to business, ex- business to business expo and conference serving the New York and New Jersey area. Happens on the September the 11th starting 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. at the Palace on McDonald Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. It'll feature a real estate and building management pavilion. It'll um, give everyone an opportunity to network, to showcase, to exhibit, to negotiate, to plan, to deal. Uh, information about all of this, you could reserve your booth, you could reserve your table, and you could uh, explore sponsorship opportunities. Jewish Expos at gmail.com, Jewish Expos at gmail.com, or 718-633-0733, 718-633-0733. And I saw this morning that the Borough Park Center for Rehab and Healthcare is presenting a family fun day on Wednesday, August the 27th. Wednesday, August the 27th at 4915 10th Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. with rides and circus slides and obstacle courses and moonwalks and snow cones and a Ferris wheel and cotton candy and a spectacular petting zoo. It's all going to be happening free for the entire family on Wednesday, August 27th, a week from today, courtesy of the Borough Park Center for Rehab and Health Care. Information at 718-851-3700, 718 3700. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechanishmasa Rav Zebin of Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizok. Good morning. We read in Bamidbor, Heinam Levadod Yishkon. Behold, it is a nation that will dwell alone in solitude and not be reckoned among the nation. Our commentaries interpret this as when the Jewish nation will live in seclusion, they will dwell securely and thrive. Otherwise, if they assimilate and try to reside with all the nations, then they will not be counted. We read in the Torah by Midbar, Moshe wrote their travels according to their journeys at the bidding of Hashem. The Nifei Amayim asks, Why is it necessary to record the travels of the Jewish nation in such precise detail and emphasis? The narrative is meant to caution B'nai Yisrael that we should recall the borders of our land in the areas that it encompasses. These particulars are intended to keep us vigilant with regard to claiming our land and not allowing others to encroach on our territory. Furthermore, it makes us mindful of the need for selfless dedication to defend the land at all costs so that we will be able to continue to live within the boundaries of the land that is ours from time immemorial. It serves as a warning that if we allow strangers to rule the land, then the Jewish people will ultimately be expelled. This is the Torah continues. Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, Command B'nai Yisrael and say to them, When you arrive in the land of Canaan, this is the land which shall fall to you as an inheritance, the land of Canaan, according to its borders. 
Ramosha Zavaro was one of the wise sages of Tzvas. He was known as an expert scribe whose quality of work was of the highest caliber. He had a special pen that he used exclusively to inscribe the name of Hashem. Before he would write the name of Hashem, he would make many personal preparations, fasting, reciting special prayers, and using the mikveh. In his will, the tzaddik requested that he be buried together with a special quill. However, his instructions were not followed, and when the Holy Burial Society, the Hebrew Kaddisha, tried to pick up the Aaron, it was so heavy, they couldn't lift it. They consulted the Gedolim, the Torah leaders of the generation, and they were advised to make sure that they had fulfilled all the requests of the Nifter. They then realized they had forgotten to put in the special quill. When they did so, they were able to lift the Aaron with ease and transport the Nifter to the Mokum Kfura. We, we pray every day for the fulfillment of the words, This is the land which shall fall to you as an inheritance, the land of Canaan, according to its borders. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Jam in the AM. i got to thank Rabbi Goldwasser over the last month or so as we've been really paying even more attention to what's happening in the Holy Land. His words regarding uh, Israel, Eretz Yisrael, have been amazing, really amazing, and I thank him. He's had some incredible messages for this audience, and we all thank him very much. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. Uh, well, one of the um, one of the members of the Siegel family that's uh, relatively well-known to this audience, maybe not as well-known as some of the others, but certainly on the well-known side, is here visiting us this morning. That would be Yosef Siegel. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Are you aware of the fact that your, uh, your brother actually subbed this summer during a jam in the AM morning? Are you aware of that? Uh, where was I? I was, um, I was somewhere in Israel, and I had found out that he, that he'd subbed for you, so I immediately turned on the app and listened to it. <laughs> what do you think? Did a great job. So he, meaning Benjamin Siegel, might be even more familiar to this audience than you are. You're up there. Oh, You're yes. up there in terms of familiarity. Correct. I mean, but because you've visited us many times. Yes. But he might be even more familiar to this audience. Yes. Benjamin did a great job. You liked it, huh? Mm-hmm. Great job. How did you decide on that for breakfast this morning? I'd like to. Know. I mean, I was I was going to go to the uh, convenience store across the street until I got here this morning and discovered that they'd closed down. <laughs> right. So then I went into the local coffee shop and bought a Nesquik because that was the only thing that they had. That is that a high quality breakfast? A bottle of Nesquik? Is that a? I don't. I don't think my grandmother would be too impressed. But <laughs> oh, speaking of which, today's a big day. Are you aware of this? Uh, yes. Today is the birthday of a very important lady out there in our audience, uh, Mrs. Gail Weintraub. Oh. So I'm sure you want to take this opportunity to give her a heartfelt uh, happy birthday, no? Um. As I as I call her Bobby, uh, Bobby, I wish you a very happy birthday and many more. There you go, Mrs. Weintraub, world's number one mother-in-law, and uh, a very special happy birthday to you from all of us at JM and the AM. Along with um, my my grandmother, another shout out to uh, a so-called brother, Jonah Gantrow, who is listening in right now. Is Jonah tuned in? He is. Is it his birthday today? Uh, is it? Happy birthday, Jonah! I can't believe it. I don't Nobody think it's even Jonah's told me. Birthday, it's, oh, it's not his birthday. No. 
Let's make it his birth. Let's make it a big celebration. All right, it's Jonah's birthday. Let's head to Bergen County and take him out for today and make him feel great. Jonah's actually heading on a plane now. Really? He's heading to Texas. Interesting. Yeah. A vacation, a business meeting. What's the uh, What's he, the point of the journey? He really told me that he just wanted to uh, comment on the app saying I'm listening from Texas, so that's the only reason he's going. <laughs> that's his dream. Why huh? do you think I went to Israel for the summer? <laughs> just to let people know that you were listening from Israel. I commented on the app listening from Beit <laughs> There you go. That's right. All right, so Yosef Siegel's here, and he has just returned from a successful Camp Misora Nala program in the Holy Land. We'll introduce her by Weinberg in a moment, so we can thank him publicly because he did quite a job. Uh, what would you say to everybody, especially as you heard yesterday, that uh, over a hundred rockets since the end of the ceasefire uh, have already fallen in different areas of Israel? It's an experience you've had uh, during the summer, I'm sure. The trip made you feel a little a little closer to your brothers and sisters in Israel. How would you once you heard the news yesterday? What 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 came to your mind? What where did, where did you come back to uh, through your experience this summer? So um, what's really what's really different, I say I must say, is that you know before before you have an experience like this in Israel, you just see on your phone or you see on Twitter or you see on Facebook rockets fired in Israel. And you don't really know what that means because you know it's just rockets fired in Israel. But, I mean, as we'll get to soon, you know, Rabbi Weinberg are going to speak about some of our experiences in Israel with rockets. Um, it's just, it's a lot different, you know, to every time I see, yesterday I was downtown waiting on a line somewhere, and I saw about a couple hundred rockets in the hour or two I was waiting on the line. And, like, every time you see a rocket, you just, you know, it hits you even harder. It's like, wow, you know, so many people just had to stop their days, take time out of their days, and go into a bomb shelter. It gives you an appreciation for what our brethren in Israel are living with, huh? Uh-huh. On a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the aforementioned are by Noam Weinberg, who leads the Camp Masora Nala trip to Israel for 10th grade boys every single summer, is with us live via telephone. Or by Weinberg, welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, shalom. Boy, oh boy, I remember all the times we've spoken over the last... I remember when we first introduced the program here yep. on the radio. I remember you speaking to us from Beit Shemesh at the very beginning of the war, the first week of the camp program. Um, and, of course, not to make light of any of this, obviously safety and security was your number one concern, and everything was handled in a professional manner in that regard. But uh, the reality is that uh, in some ways it was unavoidable. The boys got through, or I should say went through, many different red alerts during the summer months, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I prided myself on um, and the program was that we didn't run away, we didn't hide, we didn't. We kept with the schedule. Um, I wanted the boys to really experience Israel, and I told the boys on several occasions, I said, you know, we don't just say imo nochi b'tzara as a... Uh, a nice, uh, you know, sentence that 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 kind of like uh, dissipates in the air. We actually are imo nochi b'tzara. When our brothers and sisters are running to bomb shelters in Beit Shemesh, we're doing the same thing. When they're running to bomb shelters in Tel Aviv, we're doing the same thing. Not that I want them to experience it per se, but I don't want them to change their entire routine. And they and they took note of it, and they and they saw the way the Israelis are so amazing. And how they deal with these things. Siren you, goes off. Everybody runs into a bomb shelter. Siren is finished. They wait there for a couple of minutes. They come out, and then once again, mothers are walking in the streets with babies. People are walking in the streets holding hands. Everybody's back to business as usual, and it's an amazing thing. And it's one of the things that I think we really should take pride in. And I wanted the boys to experience that also and be part of that culture of recognizing the fact. Look, Asaf Sona Yaakov. That's not changing. 
you know, but we can't we can't hide under a rock for our entire lives because because terrorists want us dead. And uh, and I think we really uh, you know we really had an amazing experience in light of in light of the uh, unfortunate reality. The uh, you actually made an activity one of the days of cleaning out a bomb shelter, yes. right? Yes, so we, we actually, I actually, um, I'm thankful to, uh, Rabbi Michael Olshin, who's, uh, um, the head of, uh, of Torah Traga, who, who's a friend of mine, who called me up and said, listen, if you, uh, if you guys want to do some real chesed, the Irian Beit Shemesh is looking to, uh, clean out some Miklatim. So I said, yeah, absolutely. We're always looking for those types of things. So he got us in touch with somebody from the Iria. And we, we cleaned out two different locations, which was amazing. Um, obviously, in typical Israeli fashion, people were screaming at us, <laughs> you touching our things, stop doing that, I want to see somebody from the area, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, needless to say, that night, an Azaka went off, and people called up the area, and they actually texted me saying that for the first time, they were able to go into a bomb shelter because of us. Right, they, they literally avoided going in because of that. Yeah, they weren't, able, they weren't able to fit in. Yosef, which right. one were you in? Were you you in the? Were you with me? I was with you. Do you, do you remember how disgusting that place? It was, was? terrible. It was, there was nowhere. There was nowhere even to move. It was. You can't even imagine because of the amount of stuff that was in it. it, was, it you think you you'd think it would be required to keep that area clear? So so there is. It's it's actually illegal for them to do that. It's just not reality. It's not reality. So when nothing's happening for like a year or two, people use that as like a dumping ground. Right. Understood. Rabbi Noam Weinberg with us live via telephone. Yosef Siegel is here. They were, of course, uh, integral parts of the Nala program with Camp Masora in Israel this summer. Um, so I, I asked you at some point, I don't know how many weeks it was into this whole thing. Uh, it was probably around the first time I got to Israel. Yeah, I think. It, in fact, I think it was from Ben Gurion. I think the first time I got to Israel, which was right after Shavas Ratam was with Nefesh Benefesh, I was on the phone with you that morning. Remember, we thought there was a chance I'd come yeah. visit? Yeah. And I asked you in that conversation if you felt that the kids on the program had had any adverse effects uh, from being in all these red alerts, etc., etc. And you said something very interesting to me. You said, as far as you can tell, the only thing that was a consideration that affected anybody at all was that they were taking very short showers because nobody wanted to get stuck in the shower during a red alert. It's true, and the truth of the matter is, is that we actually, you know, I try, uh, I try to, to help alleviate some of the stress with doing different things. So one of the things that we did this summer, um, you'll see if you'll remember, I gave the guys awards. There was always a guy that was in the bathroom when <laughs> the red alert went off, and there was always a guy in the shower. So we gave the awards to, like, the bathroom guy and the shower guy. <laughs> and every time something went off, there was a bathroom guy and there was a shower guy. I guess it's inevitable, huh? Unfor- yeah. Unfortunately, it tells us how often these red alerts were coming, especially yeah. for a period of about a week. It seemed like it was really coming uh, uh, yeah. uh, strong and uh, and um, fast and furious. That's yeah, the expression I'm looking for. All right, so aside from that, and we know that the, the red alerts were unfortunately a good part of everybody's summer in Israel, especially our brothers and sisters who go through it on a regular basis and are experiencing it again this week. Um, I, I heard that you were very adventurous this summer. Things like um, rappelling, uh, uh, cliff diving, would that be accurate? Uh, scuba diving? Uh, um, yes, that would be accurate. You did a lot of adventurous things. You know, there a lot, I, like to, uh, I like to push the envelope. Did, did, did parents know about this in advance or not? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I may have sugarcoated it a little bit. But, uh, but you know, everything we do is obviously safe and uh, and secure. And um, but the guys, 
absolutely loved it. I mean, we did we did some really really awesome rappelling trips. We did one one in uh, Hari Sadom, uh down something called the Fox's Chimney. It's about uh, say a hundred and seventy meters. Um, no, hundred seventy feet. Okay. Uh, Right, that would be uh, 170 rough. feet down um, into an abandoned uh, salt mine that we rappel down, and then we and then we crawl through the through the mine. That's a very long drop. I mean, it's absolutely amazing, um, but it was really really cool. We did another one up in uh, up in the Galil called Mara Hakeshet, which is beautiful. Um, that's a shorter drop, but then there's a little bit of a hike up, and we did. Now, Yosef, you did Nakika Shachor, right? I didn't. I did everything. You did. Everything. <laughs> you did everything. Yeah, Nakika, Nakika Shachor is called the Black Canyon. I have yet to do it, uh, not because I'm afraid, but because I usually take other guys who don't want to do that hike um, to a different to a different area. We go to Upper Nachal Zavitan in the Golan. But there, how many how many repellings did you do in Nakika Shachor? You did two, right? Yeah, two. Two through waterfalls. Yes, with about five jumps. It's amazing. Yeah, Yosef's looking at the, the 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 expression when you mentioned the alternate trip. It seems like not too big of a deal for him. I know. You know, like once you finish it, it's like. Wow. I mean, my seven year old, my seven year old who's been doing this for three, goes on every repelling trip. He's like, yeah, like what what seven year old doesn't go repelling down 170 feet into an abandoned salt mine? <laughs> Unbelievable. I guess it all depends on your perspective, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, Owen Weinberg is with us. A uh, An amazing Nala program in Israel this summer. And um, Yosef Siegel here in our studio. Uh, was there a moment that was, uh, that was in fact, scary? Was there? What would you say what was the, the most frightening moment of the summer? So it, uh, we had just arrived in Beit Shemesh on the first day. And uh, at night we all went out to, uh, to town to buy whatever we wanted to. And um, so we, we met on uh, right in front of the yeshiva, about to go up to town. So we start walking. And as we're walking, I'm like, Rabbi Weinberg, you know, being an American kid, like, what happens within the next few minutes if a siren goes off? <laughs> and he's like, eh, whatever, we'll figure it out. We'll run we'll run somewhere. About three seconds later, <laughs> we hear a siren. Rabbi <laughs> <laughs> Weinberg, I guess he didn't have a chance to go through the protocol by that yeah, point. you know what? Somebody, somebody had told me that earlier that day a siren had, a siren had gone off. All right. Okay, fine. So a siren had gone off. But, you know, I guess it's part of, part of what the reality is. So I said, well, what do you do when you walk if you're, like, not... Right, you're walking on the street somewhere. So I said, well, if you're near a car, you go next to the car, and you lie down on the floor, and you cover your head. Right. And if you're next to somewhere you can get under steps, go under the steps. So as we were walking, there were steps. So I quickly made the decision. We ran into somebody's courtyard. I didn't even know whose it was. We all hid under the steps. And that's it? You stay there till it's all clear? Well, we stay... <laughs> Wow. You, st- you stayed there for a week. We stayed, well, th- that first time. So I wasn't really aware of the fact that you had to stay under the steps or in the McClot for an additional 10 minutes. Right. So right after the siren finished, we walked out. And as we looked into the sky, we just saw, like, things exploding all over the place. Like, in the distance. Right. Um, no doubt but, the miracle of Iron Dome. Oh, it, it, it that that... The creator of the Iron Dome must win, like, the Israel Award or something. That's for sure. More lives. Uh, also, Rabbi, with the Iron Dome, the next day we happened to oh, be... Oh, yeah. We were... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We I'll were... Uh, yeah, we were water skiing in Tel Aviv. And in the middle, you know, towards the end of the trip, um, we see, you know, the siren goes off. And as the siren's going off, 
we see two, we thought they were rockets, which a minute later we discovered was the Iron Dome, about, I'd say, a couple hundred feet to our left. So two Iron Dome uh, receptors were shot up and took out two rockets literally right in front of our faces. Videos of that or not? I'm sure someone has it. Um, yeah. It, it was it was pretty crazy. Can you imagine I just asked a teenager who was scuba diving, water skiing, rappelling, going into the salt mines, as you described, from hundreds of feet up, about the most uh, tense part of the summer experience. And, of course, he talks about the red alert. How do you like that? <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, and that gives you a taste of what our brothers and sisters are going through this week as the rockets have uh, been firing over the last 24 hours and uh, red alerts are going off. Anybody who has the app, I'm sure you're you're hearing it now on a regular basis over the last 24 hours, and uh, we certainly have our brothers and sisters in Israel in mind during this time, as it looks like we're heading toward uh, yet another escalation. J.M. and the A.M. at 12 minutes before 8 o'clock. Um, by the way, did you? one of the things you did enjoy this summer is amazing weather compared to Camp Masora. What did you say, Jose? Uh, I not, not to degrade the amazing people up in Guilford, New York, but very often, you know, rain and cold. You know how it is in this area during the summer. What happened was we did not see rain once this summer, and we had gone back to the dorm one afternoon, and someone said, as we left, it started to rain in the place we were. So Holy we God. did not Wait, see. Jose, hold on one second. Do yeah. you know that on Shabbos morning when we were in Kibbutz Lavi? Yeah. Do you know it started raining? Holy cow! So I asked the guy. He said in 50 years he's never seen it rain during the summer. <laughs> wow! It literally started raining. So all the I guess he I, Hasidim started running outside during davening. To, to look at the rain. <laughs> I, guess, I guess he heard you guys were from Camp Misora, and all of a sudden the rain showed up. <laughs> it was amazing. So I said, look, it should be Gishme Bracha. That's, uh... yeah, amen to that. But I just thought it must have been amazing when you're looking at your phone and, you know, Guilford, New York, 48 degrees. Yeah. And, <laughs> no, it was really nice. <laughs> and you're enjoying uh, an amazing, uh, God God knows how perfect the weather was there. Oh, it was, it was awesome. I mean, there were when we went down south, it got pretty hot. I mean, we, we hit... We hit temperatures. When we did that Hari Sidom um, hike, I think it was 114 degrees. Wow. And then, Rabbi, also that night, we got back to the Masada Youth Hostel, and on my phone it said 117. Unbelievable. Are, are, are you able to stay hydrated in those conditions? Yes. Yeah. Every every hike we're required to bring a certain amount of water. Unbelievable. And uh, That is not easy, that's for sure. All right, there you have it. Um, what's the story? Have you opened up registration for next year yet, Rabbi? We're opening it up soon. I'm um, in talks with uh, with Ari and Joseph to, as to when we're going to uh, start sending out the emails. But um, we're looking forward to another amazing crop of guys. Well, this group of guys was really amazing. Yashikach to you. You did an amazing job and uh, certainly built a tremendous connection between a, uh, a nice group of boys in the Holy Land. Uh, Anything you want to say about the Israel experience? Uh, yes, um, just just to give everyone a perspective, you know, the 10th graders out there right now who are looking what to do this summer, uh, Nala includes literally everything. We do your, you know, we do your classic Yerushalayim tours, you know, the Western Wall tours, the Cheskyo Tunnel tours, you know, we go to Independence Hall, we do, we do all that. But then, on the other hand, we, we go all the way up north, we're in hotels all the time. Yeah, um, we're in a lot for four for four days, so we just, I mean, we, we do a little bit of everything. So it's uh, its the program that gives you everything you want. All right, there you go. Thank you, Yosef. Very nice. Thank you, Yosef. Is right. A big thank you to Joseph and Ari. And uh, I was yeah. up I was up at camp on, uh, on Monday. It was a little chilly, but as usual, they had an amazing summer up there. 
So I thank everybody at Camp Masora and a great idea to expand to Israel for the 10th graders. And Rabbi Weinberg, as I've told you many times, they found the right man to take care of this. So thank you very much. A thank big you. And I just want to just quickly thank um, Ari and Joseph for all of their support. They were absolutely amazing throughout this entire process, and they really gave me the freedom to do what we needed to do. And the parents, who were totally supportive um, and trusted me, um, with the boys and um, Baruch Hashem, I think we uh, we, we delivered for, yeah. for everybody. It worked out well. Kolakavo to you. Thanks for joining us and uh, Mazal Tov and another successful summer by Noam Weinberg, who you'll find at North Shore uh, during the year. He's in charge of the Camp Misora Nala program for tenth graders. They had an amazing summer, and um, we thank him for joining us here at JM in the AM. Uh, so has this experience been uh, one that has, has taken you uh, closer to Israel? Have you thought about um, your own relationship with the land of Israel after this summer experience? Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly. Um, just being there and uh, realizing that, you know, maybe maybe it is crazy that everyone wants the land you're in, you know. I, the last night we were uh, we had a we had a concert with Chaim David, the, the singer, and you just hear... Uh, you know, you, you just see everything. You see a church, you see a mosque, you see the hotel. You know, you just see everything in one spot, and you realize how everyone wants our land. So it's I mean, it's incredible. It really is amazing. Um, I thank you, Yosef Siegel. I thank you. Thank you for giving us a nice report. My pleasure. Thank you for coming back and uh, conveying some of the amazing things about Israel to this incredible audience. My pleasure. And happy birthday too. Jonah and also um, <laughs> Jonah. Jonah just whose text- birthday is it for real? Um, I don't think it's Jonah's. It's Bobby's birthday. Right. But Jonah texted me that it's his parents' uh, anniversary. So happy anniversary to the Gantraus. There you go. All right, you see that? Happy anniversary. Eight minutes before eight o'clock. This is JM in the AM. <laughs> When will we reach a city walls? Well, I raise up my eyes to the heavens above. Dear Lord, we will never despair. Well, if I could only tell you just how beautiful it was. Holy mountain with the light of all ages. Stone walls dance of flaming sets of blazing skies As if the heavens came down to great rejoicing Well, if I could only tell you just how beautiful it is Like a mountain of all ages Stone walls dance of flaming sets of blazed evening skies As if the heavens came down to great rejoicing Open up, mama, Let me in. Open up all your gates, Rushalim, Rushalim. Let me in. Open up, mama, mama, mama. Open up, mama, mama, mama. Taking a walk through her ancient city streets to see what could be found there. Whether righteous of old contemplating his name Drawing light from his highest abode Well, if I could only tell you just how awesome it was Like an orchard of trees and sweet fruits 
Well, the word of holiness was heard all around, and the song of his unity abounds. Well, if I could only tell you just how awesome it was, like an orchard of trees and sweet fruits. Where the word of holiness was heard all around, and the song of his unity abounds. Open up, mama, mama, mama. Open up, oh, 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 oh. Open up all your gates, your rush, your life, your life. Let me in. Open up all your gates, your rush, your life, your life. Let me in. Western wall, spill a tear for how much you didn't know. Take a moment to dream of that ancient holy place where God's temple will soon stand once more. Well, if I could only tell you just how wondrous it was at the home that God calls his very own, where all men take refuge from east, west, far and wide, there with them. You'll be there, you'll all be well, if I could only tell you just how wondrous it was At the home that God calls very own Where all men take refuge from east, west, far and wide They're with their, you'll be there, you'll be there Open up, mama, mama, mama Open up, mama, mama Open up all your gates and push and line, push and line And let me Open up your gates. Uh, Chaim David actually recorded that for us live in studio in 2010. Wow. Long time ago. May, in fact, it may not have been in the studio. That may have been during his um, performance at Beit Dorot that he d- did with us during uh, during what I think was a summer live remote from northeast Jerusalem, if I'm not mistaken. Wednesday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. The news from Israel continues. Uh, code red siren uh, sounded in the Ashkelon Coast Regional Council and at Karen Shalom. That happened at 2.46, just 12 minutes ago. PA President Mahmoud Abbas met with Jordan's King Abdullah on Wednesday to discuss the latest developments in Gaza after the collapse of the latest ceasefire saw the resumption of hostilities. Abbas, whose Fatah party was reconciled with Hamas in April and is part of the Palestinian delegation in Cairo, said it was his utmost priority to stop the fighting and bloodshed in Gaza. Rocket sirens were heard in the Gaza frontier communities at 149. That means just before 7 a.m. here. Rocket alert sirens in Kiryat Malachi in the Ganyavna area about 6.30 Eastern time. Code red sirens in the Ashkelon coast just after 6 a.m. this morning Eastern time. 
And as we uh, said, uh, in places like Ashdod and Ashkelon, Be'er Sheva, they continue to be under a barrage of uh, red alerts and rocket attacks. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Israel. And uh, we hope that uh, that calm is restored soon. Through what method? We don't know yet, but uh, I guarantee you the IDF and the IAF are on the case, that's for sure. It's a minute before 8 o'clock on a Wednesday, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org.
שלום, שלם, יהיה יבוס, גלעד, לבנון, ציון, תרביות, מרומים, מרום ים, נשא השם, עיר ישראל, אלפי נוף, הר ציון, יקצי צפון, קריית מלך רב, סוס כל ארץ, באולה, חציבה, אבן מעמסה, אפרתה, שדה יער, נוחה, אריאל, הר מועד, יפה, תפולה, קלה, רשת נעורים, רבתי עם, רבתי בגויים, שרתי במדינות, עיר שחוברה לה, בית תפילה, מגדל העדר, תפילה, ידידות, ירושה, ירושה, עיר לא נעזבה, גילה, אין, גן השם, הר מרום, שם קדושים, הכרה, מוריה, הר גבוה, עיר היונה, עירייה נאמנה, עיר הצדק, גיא חיזיון, דרכות העמים, במות, נחלה, הר הכהנת, הר תמן, גבעת הרבנה, עיר דוד, עיר הנגב, עם ערום ישראל, ים, גילת יופי, הר בשן, חדרי, רמה, נביא צדק. עיר הקודש, עיר קדושה, עובר, ירושלים
J.M. in the A.M. with Chaim David, who has really dominated this hour so far, one must admit. You heard Chaim David with Pischuli, Yerushalayim, and from the J.M. the A.M. live CD from 2010, Open Up. Yaakov Shweki was in there with 8 Rakod off of the Kolod CD, quarter after 8 o'clock in the morning. It's Wednesday at J.M. in the A.M. Just reading about the uh, passing of... Um, Rav Gershon Yankalovich. Last night we were conjecturing that he was 101 or 102 years old. Here, according to the story we're reading from the uh, Yeshiva University release, he was born in Poland in 1909, 105 years old, studied in Rodin until the death of the Chavetz Chaim, then continued his studies at the Mir Yeshiva in Russia, forced to flee from the Nazis at the start of World War II. The Yeshiva re- relocated to Japan. And ended up in Shanghai, China, where they remained until 1947. Rav Yankelovich of blessed memory has given a daily shear at Reitz, Yeshivas Rabbi Yitzchak uh, for nearly 60 years. Unbelievable. His Levaya takes place today, 2 o'clock this afternoon, in the Yeshiva University Gluck Base Medrash on West 185th Street. Burial in Israel. And our condolences to his family. And uh, what an unbelievable life. And an incredible person, an amazing Rebbe. Um, Rav Yankalovich's uh, link to the past and his uh, vision to the future was something unique, to say the least. Will certainly be missed. J.M. and the A.M. at 16 minutes after 8 o'clock. Rockets continue to fall in Israel. Those of you with the uh, Red Alert app, that you know. That... Um, Rockets are falling. Just 15 minutes ago, a siren was sounded in the B'nai Shimon Regional Council area near Beersheva, just one of the areas of Israel that seems to be getting hit the hardest in the last 24 hours since this latest violation of the ceasefire. I guess at this point we could say cessation of the ceasefire. I want to thank those who are commenting on our app. When you install the NSN, Nahum Single Network app, on Android or on on iPhone, you could actually comment on the app. I am just now catching up on some of the comments that were uh, posted on both Monday and the Tuesday. A special hello to Ruach Day Camp. Bus H of Ruach Day Camp in Brooklyn, New York. They are tuned in. That we learned from the comments from uh, the app from yesterday. And I thank you for listening in. And a big uh, good morning to everybody who's tuned in, especially if you're on your way to... Uh, to day camp or on one of those great summer trips. As you heard earlier, Yosef Siegel was tuned into the app in Israel, and so many people do just that, listen to the app and uh, tune into our program from around the world, and it's much appreciated. JM in the AM, where's Ari Goldwag?
so simple, just two chords, take it to another place. The second you get it, just join us.
Shame in the AM with uh, the Nochi Krohn Band, Rabos Machshavos, Shlomo Katz before that with the Chuppa Nigun from the Live in Melbourne's Doubles CD. Wednesday morning, it's JM in the AM, 8.35 at 25 minutes before 9 o'clock on this Wednesday morning. Uh, don't forget our weekly update happens every single Friday morning, 7.40 right here at JM in the AM. As we explore the uh, news of the week with Malcolm Honline, Friday, 7.40 a.m., and uh, with things heating up again in Israel, our brothers and sisters under rocket fire and red alerts, there's plenty to talk about, that's for sure. The Jewish Education Project, uh, Met Council, the New York City Department of Education, the Private Family Foundation, provides approximately 4,000 free kosher lunches to children in Williamsburg and Borough Park. And um, this happens during the 2014 summer program during the week of August the 25th, from August 25th through August the 28th. With this announcement and an analysis about this um, a very helpful program in the Brooklyn area, where my Dr. Martin Schloss is with us. He's director of the Department of Day Schools and Yeshivot for the Jewish Education Project. And uh, he is with us live via telephone. Dr. Schloss, welcome to JM in the AM. Well, thank you very much. Good morning, Nachum. And uh, this is not the first time that uh, we have been together on programs that I think benefit Claudius Yisrael in a very creative way. Well, I appreciate that, and it's good to have you back. So this is this is one week. I assume that this is designed to help families during what we would consider the week between camp and school. That's exactly how it was designed. Um, during camp and during school, there are uh, nutritional lunches and sometimes breakfasts uh, sponsored uh, by the various schools, re- and the camps reimbursed um, by the government. But this is the crack in between. And uh, I need not tell you that our community needs to be more a nutritious conscious. Um, we want to keep our people healthy. And this kind of break in between camp and a school is one that we would like to make sure that people are eating nutritious meals and have the wherewithal to do it. And as you've described, it's exactly right. We don't want there to be a hiatus from nutritional eating. And in a most creative uh, partnership between Met Council, uh, the Board of Jewish Education, or the Jewish Education Project, and the City of New York, and uh, a foundation, we're able to provide kosher meals. It's under Tarek of Hashkocha, comes out of approval from uh, Williamsburg, and um, we make it available to what will be 4,000 children during these next four days, uh, we we believe this is critical, and it will. And uh, this is the third year we're doing it, so it just gets bigger and bigger every year. And uh, we're just grateful that we have the opportunity to serve Claudius Rail in this way and in a unique uh, collaboration, which we don't see enough of. Who's eligible? How do families know if they can come and take advantage of these meals? Everybody. The summer uh, feeding program is sponsored by the New York City Department of Education. Our chidush is that we have uh, added the kosher element, and who is eligible is any child up through the age 
of 18, and it's designed to provide those initially where that may be challenging to provide healthy meals, but it's open to any child, any school-age child, but even younger, um, through the age of 18. And uh, where do people go on Monday, on the 25th of August, in order to take advantage of this program? Well, we have an, a van that will go to two places, and that's where it will be distributed. The first is in Williamsburg. It's in the Middletown Playground between uh, Bedford and Lee on Middleton Street, and that's 11 to 12.30. Then the van packs up and moves over to Borough Park in the Gravesend Park, and uh, that's opposite 18th and 56th Street. Um, those are the two sites where so many of the children are. And i got to tell you, Nachum, it's a machaya to watch the children go into the park in a leisure day and eat healthy. Um, and and they, these are approved meals by the federal government. It meets all the guidelines. And uh, it's really nice to see, and we hear it from parents as to how much they appreciate it. Free kosher meals for kids, 4,000 free lunches supervised by the Tartikov Bezdin will be distributed Monday through Thursday of next week, 11.30 in the morning in Williamsburg at the Middleton Playground uh, between Bedford and Lee Avenues on Middleton Street in Borough Park starting at 1 p.m. at Gravesend Park on 18th Avenue and 56th Street in Brooklyn. And I hear that Wednesday is going to be an extra special day next week. Right. We tried to lump a number of things together, and in addition to the various organizations, as you know, Met Council works with the local um, JCCs, uh, Jewish Community Centers, and councils. And in Borough Park, Rabbi Silber has put together on Wednesday just a magnificent day. I, um, I must tell you that, as you mentioned, the issues around the world facing Jewish people, uh, this gives me and gives our partners a great nachas to go into the new year making a difference and doing something in a very creative way. I can't think of a better form of preparation for the Yomim No Royim than doing something of this nature, and we hope it grows. And what I'm referring to is that Wednesday in Gravesend Park and Borough Park will actually be a... Uh a fun summer activity session for everybody starting at 1 p.m. that day, so they could take advantage not only of lunch, but could have some great fun summer activities as well. Not just fun, but they often give away things for um, children that will help with uh, preparation for school. Mm. And thank you for reminding us that. Um, this is just a, a wonderful day, including uh, the meals, but yes. Rabbi Silber has prepared a, a really exciting day on Wednesday for everybody. All right. Um, the Jewish Education Project, Met Council, New York City Department of Education, and a private family donation provide these meals, free kosher lunches to children through the age of 18 in Williamsburg and Borough Park. It starts Monday, goes through Thursday of next week. Distribution centers, as we said, in Williamsburg starting at 11 o'clock in the morning on Middleton Street in the Middleton Playground in Borough Park at 1 p.m. at Gravesend Park opposite the corner of 18th and 56. Do we give out a uh, any type of information number or uh, or web address? Any information you want to give out? Well, uh, the truth is they can call me personally if anybody wants, and very rarely do I do this, but my cell number is 646-644-2657.
And I want to make sure that anybody who could does get a meal. But before I get off, I just want to thank you, Nachum, not just for allowing us to spread good news and opportunities, but your ongoing work. We go back a very long way, and the truth is, this is the mechanism by which Claudius Yisrael learns of opportunities and uh, entitlements and the information they really need to hear. And on behalf of all of our partners and all of us that have listened to you faithfully, um, it's, it's a very um, inadequate statement, but thank you. I thank you for that. I think that certainly is adequate. Uh, next week, everybody, the free lunch is supervised by the Tartikoff Based In Information Line is 646-644-2657. Or by Dr. Martin Schloss, is Director of the Department of Day Schools and Yeshiva for the Jewish Education Project. Dr. Schloss, great work. Thanks so much for bringing this to our attention. Well, let's have continued Hatzlacha and Besoros Tovos for Klal Yisrael. Amen. I thank you for that. JM in the AM as we continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmintheam.org.
David Gabe with Rachem at JM in the AM. The Ruach Day Camp folks are thanking us for the big shout out. A big hello to the Einhorns, the uh, Sickermans, the Daskals, the Weiss and Weisel, Chesky and Louis and Abba, and everybody who's tuned in. Oh, we have more. Uh, the Mordechayevs, <laughs> Chesky, Shalom, Ari, Aaron, Eli, Nissan, Kalman, Levi, David, Luis, and Abba. Wow. They're all tuned into the show. Thank you for that. Wednesday morning, it's JM in the AM at eight minutes before nine o'clock. Don't forget Yessi's Wag with the top nine at nine. That'll be repeated right after JM in the AM on our stream at jmtheam.org. Make sure to be tuned in. Did a lot of Chaim David this morning. Didn't get to this one yet, but here it is. Shivat Aruim at JM in the AM. Beauty 
brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up an amazing uh, Wednesday for us here at JM in the AM. Please keep in mind Sason Chai Ben Naima. Sason Chai Ben Naima, who is undergoing surgery today, and we thank you for that. Plenty coming up on our stream, including the uh, Top 9 at 9 replay. That's happening next at jmtheam.org. Make sure to be tuned in for that. And tomorrow, of course, we're back starting at 6 a.m. We'll follow closely what's going on in the Holy Land as rockets continue to fall and the ceasefire continues to have been unceased. Have a good Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.